capability to record on their end. Actually, that doesn't really matter because I'm recording each channel. So you are recording each channel. Yeah. <clears throat> now I am. We didn't used to. Well, shit. The, the send me all send me all the channels if you can. I'm sending it to Vic, not you. <laughs> I've already I've already lost creative control. Yeah. Vic hasn't even figured out how to get into the Zoom yet, and I've already <laughs> lost executive producer. He's gonna lose it if he doesn't get here soon. <laughs> no shit, right? Yeah. Dan, put your put your phone on do not disturb. I like, did, but it's still vibrating because yeah, I know. it's uh because he has a job, Will. Oh, Ryan's here. Hey. I don't have a job anymore. Uh, where, the fuck, where the fuck is Vic? I might not have a job. Who knows? Uh, how, is, how is he late for a Zoom when he doesn't even have to leave his house? Like, band practice, I understand. <laughs> you got to drive across Wilmington and shit. But, like, I don't is, understand this that. is next level. This is amazing. <laughs> how do I sound, by the way? Do I sound okay? or? Yeah, you sound good. Sound cool. Good. All right, cool. I'm out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the uh, Northern Lights background you got going on this. Yeah, it's Aurora cool. Borealis. And this time of year, this time of day, in this part of the country, localized entirely within my kitchen. Well, don't Aurora bore us. You, you, did, you did not get you did not get that reference. Oh well. <laughs> what did you say? Uh, yeah, that would, I was, uh, I was, I was you, trying. To, I was mapping out the joke in my head. Are, are you listen to it all? Are you Are you familiar with the steamed hams meme? Steamed hams? I don't think so. Okay. He's a yeah. Rick and Morty guy. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, Wait, is that a, it's always sunny? No, it's The Simpsons. Uh, okay, yeah, I don't know who they never are. Never watched it. Uh, Damn it. And that's and that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you should have you said it should have said it like in a Stone Cold Steve Austin thing. Like that's all I got to say about that. Or uh, uh, wait, Stone Ah, fuck it, Stone Cold ET. Yes, oh, Stone Cold ET is is still mm. fucking best. Stone Cold that, Steve Buscemi is great too. Uh, I don't think I've seen that. Uh, is Dan frozen? Frozen. <laughs> trying to do deadpan. No, I'm I'm a uh, I'm thawed. Oh, I was like, it, I was like, he hasn't moved like, like an inch in like two minutes. I was just oh. like, holy shit. <laughs> he's def he's defrosted. <laughs> oh, Vic, yeah. where the fuck is Vic? Did hey. he think? Josh told him it was, was a union job, so I now know, he's seriously. not coming. He, <laughs> he thought I me meant it about ten twenty-five. He's a. Uh, I don't he, understand what is happening. I don't want to start without him. <laughs> yeah. This well, does feel like Beard of Antlers practice, doesn't it? I know. I know. <laughs> Josh is our new drummer, apparently. <laughs> this, I feel like I'm used to this. this. Is every late bloomer practice? Our, we practice at our drummer's house, and he is always an hour late to his own house. It's, it, <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. Oh, where is he coming from? Um, I don't, like the east part of Charlotte to South Charlotte is uh -huh. where he lives, uh, and he like eventually. I mean, this had been for years, and eventually he gave us a key and like a code to his alarm. <laughs> And like, 
so we just go in and kind of start fucking around with stuff like hey you remember this song uh but then <laughs> right, we'll get to right. a point where like, it'd be nice with drums you know uh, i thought i thought you meant like you go in and feed his cats or some shit before i have fed his room. cats before <laughs> there, and just like <laughs> you water the plants feed the cats like take the garbage out i took i've taken a shower at his house before Oh, that's beautiful. Like after like practice just, or before practice or just uh, dur- before during practice. practice. Oh, during practice. Yeah, during practice. Um, like, yeah, I, hey, that's how you get that good natural reverb is singing in the shower, man. It was just like I used to come straight from work and then I just didn't want to go home because it was closer to our drummer's house. Right. And so it was like one day I was just like didn't take a shower this morning or for the past few days or whatever. And I was like, I'm just going to take a shower at his house. He's not going to be here for two hours anyways. Um, and then he was like, did you use my shower? And I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, so you didn't ask permission first? No, I just did it. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would do that. I don't know if I would be that, but yeah, I would. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, I mean some people for like, I've known them for like 10 years. Like it's, yeah. I feel like we're at shower friendship. Yeah. Shower friendship. <laughs> Oh, I, I didn't realize that was a next level of serious. Like, yeah, me and uh, so-and-so are, uh, we're taking it to the next level. I'm, I'm taking showers at their place without permission now. We, okay. So when we're going on, uh, we, when we take our dog for a walk, we just like leave our door open, which I guess I shouldn't say uh, on the podcast, but we set our alarm. <laughs> Don't and dox so yourself. Go, because like we don't, it's hard to bring a key around, whatever. And so, uh, but we have a, Sarah has a friend that lives in a neighborhood that just like, they're at a friendship level where she just walks into our house. Right. So right. the other day she just like set off our alarm. And so that's just, like, walking that's sitcom level friendship. Yeah. That, that is literally like the neighbor just walking into the back door, like into the kitchen level yeah. of friendship that you Only see. Only if you, everyone claps. That's true. And yeah, everybody in the house in. stands up and cheers for when well, the neighbor walks you've, in. <laughs> uh, Will, you've met Rachel. Uh, she is oh, yeah, to the yeah. level of like people would clap. Like she's, you know, like a big personality. Like, oh, she is one. I absolutely adore Rachel. Yeah, yeah she's great. So she's she great. just walks into our house, which I'm still like, wouldn't you knock? Like, you know, um, next time, next time I see her, I am go- like, Next time I'm in a room that she walks into, I'm going to stand up and clap for her, and she's going to be so confused. That sounds like the kid on Closer Explains It All who would just randomly come into her uh, bedroom by her window unannounced. (laughs) Did that really happen, or was that every 90s country song by Trisha Yearwood? (laughs) Why why, why Trisha Yearwood? I was a climb through my window. I think that was Melissa Etheridge. Yeah, that's Melissa Etheridge. Oh, here, then what is, what is the uh, Johnny said? He, or Daddy said, he ain't worth the living. When it comes to brains, he got the short end of the stick. Was that? Oh, man. Sorry. Bedroom. All right, don't you're gonna get this flagged and taken down for somebody look those lyrics up because I think it might have been Trisha Yearwood. That song is so fucking good. It's though. so good, dude. Uh, the best nineties so country is uh like female artist. Females. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh Reba, of course. Reba was the queen of nineties uh, I don't know if she's what? my favorite. I think it might be Trisha. Really? Or Deanna I mean, Carter. There's also Patty Loveless. Um, Patty Loveless is sick. 
Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think who else would. Uh, I mean, Shania was late '90s country, but yeah. she was probably, as far as record sales go, the the queen of all that stuff. The my favorite uh, term for for '90s country is grocery store country because shopping at the Winn Dixie uh, at the Beef People uh, and hearing Reba McIntyre or Patty Loveless or Trisha Yearwood come over the the loudspeaker is like the, my childhood. I know yours too, Josh. Yeah, I think Ryan Haircut had something to say. I had nothing to say other than y'all bunch of uh, country fans. Um, <laughs> just what to call was that? <laughs> That's what you had to say? Yeah. Oh, that I, was terrible. It was. Uh, Vic just uh, messaged us in the Twitter group and said, working on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll keep going on without him. Um, welcome right. to Jort Center. My name is Will. Uh, Josh is here. Ryan Beard is here, and we have an expert uh, on being a dipshit joining us today. Um, Vic's not is, here yet. I, well, I don't. Vic <laughs> just got to the waiting room. Uh, we got. Let's see. That like that Fugazi song is joining. Uh, we got him. We got him. We captured another Pokemon. All yeah. right. <laughs> We got two experts on being dipshits here, Vic and Dan. <laughs> I like to imagine that that's not his shoulders in the shot. It's really just more of his beard. <laughs> <laughs> that would make him like a full-on Lord of the Rings character at that point. Yeah. Uh, oh, what, what the fuck? How, how did he do Vic, that? How, what the, I've never seen that before. Vic has an entire ESPN studio <laughs> at his computer apparently holy shit he just switched camera angles does this work give us yeah. more yo hey to quote buster yeah to quote buster rhymes give us some more <laughs> <laughs> uh, and i you said i got a sports center studio ryan's in fucking the aurora borealis right now yeah he yes is. He is. yes after start serving some glorious steamed hams to my uh steamed <laughs> superintendent See, he <laughs> that's twice. You, you Ryan had to bring back that shitty joke because none of us got it the first time. <laughs> he's got, yeah, he's got to say it in like a another funny voice, like he's Dan Cook or something. Exactly. I went oh down the God. steamed hams YouTube rabbit hole recently. Every what iteration the fuck of does steamed that hams. Mean? Whoa, 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 what does that sentence mean? I went down the YouTube <laughs> steamed hams rabbit hole. Yeah, you know, there's a, a it's like one of the most famous like scenes from a Simpsons episode where like the superintendent comes to uh principal skinner's yeah house. yeah and, and he <laughs> you just have to watch it they, they redo it in a million different ways they like you know will make it slower every time they say a word or like they'll play it backwards it's, like all different kinds of pointless like changes to this who one is thing. who is they though like they do this on the show or they do this on youtube they remix it on youtube YouTube. i mean it's the the internet world people okay <laughs> do it. okay so they they like give it the vic burger treatment see i know i don't know what that sentence means <laughs> oh, you, don't, fuck, you don't know who vic burger is no oh he's still, you, I, he's still on like season is, 10 of Simpsons. is he is he related to neil hamburger no, it's not at all, you dumbass. No, oh. uh, uh, cheeseburger. <laughs> you forgot to take a sip of your coffee after that terrible, <laughs> terrible joke. Um, Vic Berger, he he does these like he takes clips of like uh, televangelists or Donald Trump or the Jeb Bush, please clap 
uh, uh, clip and he like he t- takes all the crowd noise out and he'll just like suddenly you'll hear an air horn in the background. You've probably seen his videos before. I it's- probably have actually. The way you're describing it sounds very familiar. Did he I do the, his- the COVID-19 blow it away song? Maybe, maybe so. I don't know. He, he used to run a website called Super Deluxe. Oh, oh yeah, oh. but yeah, that that was all his editing and shit. And I think he works with one of the dudes from Tim and Eric now. Um, anyway, Me, so it's either Tim or fun. Eric. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not it's not both of them. One of them has their own show now. That's what yeah. I said, dumbass. I didn't I didn't actually realize that Super Deluxe <laughs> was not a site anymore because um, I was talking to my friend uh, Perry Shaw, and I was like, how can I? He did he did this video with Super Deluxe that was like. Like he owns like fifteen hundred T-shirts, and uh-huh. so they did like a video with them. Um, the point of the story isn't going anywhere, but it does tie back to the Simpsons. Uh, where have you seen the Simpsons where uh, Homer starts taking piano lessons, and he decides that he's going to become a teacher, and he'll just stay one lesson ahead of the students. I haven't seen that. <laughs> and I've made that, that reference at work like a few times because people, they're like, how do we make this video? I'm like, I don't know, just do it. And then we're like experts on it. Like if you do it <laughs> once, you can fool people into thinking like, you know what you're doing. You know? That so. sounds like one of the newer seasons. So unfortunately I can't quote from that. So you guys win this round. <laughs> yeah. I think after around like season t- 15 i really became like a cleveland show guy uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know i can't i can't watch the cleveland show because you don't because there's a bear in it i think are you a bear oh. and you don't like other bears <laughs> that's the joke everybody makes yeah that pretty uh, much <laughs> so so uh before before we get too far into the weeds of Vic's phobia uh of large uh quadrupeds or whatever they're called mammalian earth signs bears. they're bears earth signs yeah i know they're bears i couldn't remember what they're what it's called when you walk on all fours what's that called that's a quadruped that's it four-legged okay um so that's Vic's voice Vic uh welcome uh and Dan say something right now Hello. Hiya. Hey. All right. So uh, thanks for joining us, you guys. Um, Vic. Yes. You have a fear of bears. This is a genuine fear of bears, correct? Well, it turned into one. You know, it was like kind of a, a bit that we would like overplay all the time. Right. But it got to the point where I, it kind of like turned real. <laughs> you know, because we would always recount the story. There's like this guy who was like hiking in the woods. And he got like attacked by a bear, but he had a gun on him and he shot the bear like five times and the bear fucking ate his legs and like walked away. What the and, like, that's so, the most like, terrifying story I've ever heard. I bear thought you Terminator. Were, I thought you were going to say that the bear took the gun and used it on the guy. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past a bear to do that. <laughs> he, the bear, the bear fucking John Wick is that. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, uh Okay, well, um, this is a, a bear-free zone. We're not going to have any bears on the Zoom as far as I know. Um, Thank you. <laughs> but at the rate of uh, podcast hosts that this is growing, we might eventually have to reach out to a, an actual living bear um, if we just keep adding people to the Zoom. Well, um, you know, that that's part of what I was talking about, like my podcast ideas. That was one of my topics that I added. I know. <laughs> I a, feel like, are we just adding people because maybe one of us will be funny? 
<laughs> yes, that's the hope. Like eventually, eventually we have, even if it takes a dozen folks on here, somebody will say something <laughs> worthwhile that we can salvage. Uh, so. Oh, I, so I thought we were guests on your on your predetermined podcast. <laughs> no, you're you're now hosts. I'm, oh, I'm shit. Uh, you've already gotten <laughs> yeah. uh, you've already gotten a, a raise and uh, right on. Uh, uh, a promotion. So, um, or Josh, yeah. what, what topics you got this week? Okay, I'll run through them. Um, so we don't have to talk about them, but here we go. Uh, <laughs> so it's fuck the CDC, listen to ACDC. Uh, <laughs> uh, have you watched the impeachment trial? Was what I wrote down, but whatever. Uh, minimum wage, uh, base sucks, Josh Weldon. Um, because I saw that a lot this week instead of Joss Whedon. Um, <laughs> then don't trust three name people. That'd be Marjorie Taylor Greene, David Gordon Greene, Paul Thomas Anderson, Hans Christian Anderson. And uh, do you cap pins? Does that include Josh Andrew Robbins? Ooh. Yeah. Touche. Turned it um, around on your ass. I'm a three name person too, so I don't care for that topic. Yeah. Um, Wait, what's your third us, name? Are any of us not three name people? Well, everybody. I mean, we all have three <laughs> names. I think you. I think he was meaning like James Earl Ray and like. Well, know, yeah. There's the thing about like three first names. Have three names. John, John Wayne Gacy or, or Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook leads you to believe that I'm a three name person, but I've never been referred to by three. So names. You can't trust what you read on Facebook. That just shows. What about there. what about Tony Tony Tony? That's a three name <laughs> person. What about Bell Biv DeVoe? <laughs> You can't uh, trust them. Can't trust any of those uh, what, 90s R&B groups. What about John Wick 2? <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't John and, Wick Jr. Uh, what the other topic I had was, do I have a personality? And the sub-genres of that, none of the sub-genres not right. I have interests, sure. Eight Twitter accounts. That's my personality. <laughs> that's your. That's your. Yeah. When people say what what personality type are you, you just reply with eight Twitter accounts. Yeah. I thought you just have another, to list four letters at random. Another <laughs> three name person um, is John Earl Sullivan, the fake Antifa guy. Um, so <laughs> going back to what I'm saying, don't trust three name people. <laughs> Who's the fake Antifa guy? Are we talking about Buffalo Soldier? Uh, no, no. Uh, he okay. might be a three name guy too. Um, if someone could look that up, I mean, I probably should. But uh, but John Earl Sullivan was the – so he would show up to any sort of protest, like Black Lives Matter protest. Uh -huh. uh, but his history before that was he was – like he was raised Mormon and like his whole family are like known Trump supporters. But then he just became like quote-unquote Antifa. But okay. a lot of times, like, he started showing up, and then he would also, like, uh, have conversations with, like, Proud Boys there, and then be like, they're allowed to speak, too. And then that would cause, like, scuffles and all types of stuff. So in, like, Portland area, they were like, if you see John Earl Sullivan, just tell him to leave. Like, he's gotcha. fucking shut up. So he was part of, he's actually, I guess, in jail or whatever, because he was part of the Capitol storming. And he is the reason that people are saying that well one of the reasons that people are saying that antifa was there because he was there and he would he would scream uh like burn the capital down 
right and stuff so that's like when you see people that are conspiracy theory people they'll point to john Earl sullivan as like oh antifa was there but he's basically like an antifa or he's a double agent i don't, I don't know what <laughs> yeah. you would say like i don't think that's the jury's it, yeah. out but i i do not believe that he was i think he's just a provocateur let's not give him a too much credit here as far yeah. as uh, double agent classification because I feel like that takes a level of sophistication that probably uh, is more on par with just grifting the fuck out of whoever would let him into their space. <laughs> that's what it is. I read his Wikipedia and they said yeah. double agent and I'm like, well, you know, and then, then <laughs> yeah, you click on that. That's him. That, that's yeah. him literally writing his own Wikipedia page. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, double secret agent uh, with the CIA. Um, yeah, that's uh, I, I think I know who you're talking about now. To be fair, also, though, even if that guy was a thousand miles away from the Capitol on January 6th, folks would have still been claiming Antifa yeah. was behind this thing. So he just yes, you're right, though. He adds fuel to the fire, so to speak. But uh, they, they would have been doing that already. Yeah, yeah I, I tried to look up because um, I was watching the trial and I, they had mentioned that somebody from Antifa was arrested at the Capitol. And I was like, I wonder who it is. And I tried to look it up. And the, the best thing I could find was this article. The headline was like uh, Antifa leader arrested at Capitol. And I read the entire article and it just like laid out the events of what happened on January 6th and didn't mention the headline of the article at all at all. Yeah. Was, like, it, was it the Epic Times that you were reading? Or, oh, or? yeah, something like that, I'm sure. God, but it's man. like, that's how they get away with it. They, they put the shit in the headline, and then they don't fucking mention the headline in the article. Yeah. Yeah. And so people see the headline, well, there it is. And then well, it's if true you, now. If you talk shit about the article, folks, or, or if, you, if, you, if you say something about the headline, folks will, on the right, will accuse you of not reading the article, even <laughs> yeah. though it's completely, you know, like you said, it's disjointed and, and has no relation to each other. Well, I don't know if you all have noticed this or not, but if you try to subtweet um, or quote treat rather something on Twitter, occasionally it will say, don't you want to read the article first? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the time? Seriously. Uh, when I don't, I don't, I'm not kidding. I mean, like, I get that all the time. And I'm oh, just I do like, too. I know, I know what you're talking about. So, so what you're admitting to is that you don't read the article. You just retweet the... It, if it's related to wrestling, I'll read it. <laughs> Everything else is for the birds. So the, whenever yes. I saw the name John Sullivan, though, uh, the reason I went and looked it up is I was like, wait, is that the, the guy from Ice to Earth? <laughs> Wait, what's what's that dude's name? John, John Schaefer. Schaefer. Okay, so I wasn't I wasn't. Is, you weren't far off. Middle? Yeah. Does he have a third name? No. Oh, it's just Ice. No, so it's his. It, name guy. No, Ice Earth is his last name, but it's like okay. all one word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his name is John Schaefer Eisters. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Um, I'll be father, honest. His father, Mr. Eisters, kicked him out. When y'all told me that um, Vic and Dan were joining, I thought that was one person. <laughs> Vic and Dan, like Holland Oates. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like a a priest from like a Germanic tribe. Yeah, he's Vic in a Monomarth from, <laughs> from a video game or something. Oh man, Dan, uh, what uh, what topics you got this week? So I was thinking about uh, serial killer rebrandings. So we're taking a serial killer, which obviously uh -huh. bad, and we're, and we're you're gonna be their publicist them in a positive light. Yeah, mm. yeah. This is extreme publicizing here. 
<laughs> so okay, so give me an example. Who would you start with on the the list of serial killers? Well, the, the easiest one is going to be John Wayne Gacy. The guy's a clown, right? Right. <laughs> clown. Let's call it cheerful, He's a fucking happy, clown, fun. <laughs> so we can do a biopic about him, and it can be clowning around the John Wayne Gacy story. <laughs> so the, I mean, you could almost you could almost turn that into a Pixar movie. Uh, <laughs> like I would, I would love to see a Pixar version of a serial killer biopic. <laughs> they are getting so like dark in certain ways that that could be a thing. What Pixar? <laughs> yeah, like Pixar doing a serial killer movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Soul got a little dark, didn't it? <laughs> the, I feel like the thing that I got from Soul was it's like it's okay if you're like mediocre. Have fun. <laughs> I haven't well, seen Soul, so to me. I, well, I uh, just ruined it for you. It, okay. it, it is a genuinely very good film. Um, I do think that... Like caping for Pixar over here. I'm what for Pixar? Caping? I don't know what that means. Simping? <laughs> I mean, right, talk, never, we already talked about The Simpsons. You've never heard the word, <laughs> <laughs> heard the word caping before, Ryan? No, no, I have not. That's a new oh, one to wow. me, too. Wait, mm. you... Yeah, I've never heard that either. (laughs) God, white people are so boring. (laughs) For real. Man. I totally derailed your uh, thing. Yes, I love that movie too, uh, Ryan. Sorry to interrupt you. So Soul is good? Soul is a good movie? it's really good. Okay, okay. Well, I didn't know know what elements, like, I I know... um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. (laughs) Uh, That's good on different levels. I like that. Coco was very, uh, it was, it was, it explored like just existence and, and kind of existentialism uh, to a degree. It was kind of depressing and shit. Uh, so oh, I, I cried. I cried at Coco. Yeah. Coco was a bummer, man. Um, did, did you watch a fan edit where it was all nothing but sad stuff, Will? <laughs> uh, maybe. I, I did watch a, a free stream on YouTube. So maybe, maybe it was just the, all the happy shit cut out of it. I don't know. I'm just glad that Benjamin Bratt is working. <laughs> okay, so after John Wayne Gacy, who what, what 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 other ideas do you have for serial killer rebrandings? I'm not too familiar with the like. So obviously, you got Ted Bundy, right? Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm-hmm. Those are mm-hmm. those are both. Uh, you've got Richard Ramirez. I feel like you could do something with the Night Stalker. Richard, uh, you could do, yeah, he's, the he's Stalker, cool, like, X-Men. rock and roll guy with his ACDC hat. Yeah, yeah. And, you you could, know, that, that might be an easy one. He's cool. He's he's shadowy. See, that sounds bad. So <laughs> you just, you take the shadowy and you rebrand it in a positive way. Look, I right. didn't say I was going to be good at this. <laughs> Night, Night Stalker sounds like, uh, like you could get The weekend to do the soundtrack or like in Daft Punk to do the the and, and like rebrand it like lean into the he- heavily like 80s aesthetic was, yeah. there's got to be uh, an like 80s he's stalking the night for something positive this time <laughs> exactly <laughs> he's, he's stalking the night to find himself <laughs> well what you don't realize is that it's like if he doesn't kill these people then it unleashes like demons onto the earth and so he has to do it Oh, they, okay. So there's so with these biopics, with this with this rebranding, we are framing these serial killers as uh, uh, protectors of the earthly realm somehow. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they're demon hunters almost. It could have like yeah. a, a Captain Planet kind of edge to it, like <laughs> <laughs> with their powers combined, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> John Wayne Gacy would bring the joy mm. and Richard Miras would stalk the night. <laughs> what about somebody like Richard Chase? He could uh, control blood magic. Yeah, right. What about David Chase? The Dead yeah. Sopranos. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, one thing I, I was thinking actually, of, actually, you know what one I would think about? He wasn't quite a serial killer, but he is a, a rather famous murderer. Would be um, Mark, David Chat- Mark David Chapman would probably become a literary critic. Mm. <laughs> Why? Because his favorite book, which he said inspired him to kill John Lennon, was Catcher in the Rye. Oh, that's right. Mm. That's right. And, okay. and, so, and so, but then again, I also have a fear that if he started a YouTube channel, he would just say, all of this is bullshit. You should only read this book. Everything <laughs> else is inadequate. I think yeah. he would probably become like the new subway spokesperson. <laughs> I feel like the reason we don't have serial killers anymore is because they all became YouTubers. Um, like <laughs> this, this generation's serial killers just got a YouTube channel and have like three subscribers and they're reviewing candy bars or, uh, you know, different canned soups each week. That actually makes sense. YouTube, ser- YouTube serial killer should be the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good one. I'm going to write that down actually. I mean like any five of us. Now that we have a podcast, it has probably quelled so many demons within us. <laughs> so anytime someone's like, oh, no more men doing podcasts, which I get. It, yes, no more after us. Uh, but the, yeah, it's like you could be stopping so much bad in the world, you know. Uh, Netflix when they used to have the random like specific categories they had gay and lesbian films right. and the second movie under it was a Jeffrey Dahmer like biography and I'm like guys <laughs> oh my you God. really have missed the mark here like this is not where this belongs at fuck? all <laughs> holy shit uh, that's yeah. that's a Netflix showing their whole ass right there. Yeah, <laughs> that was a very poor choice of categorization God almighty. Alright, Ryan, what do you got this week? Um, I got work soon. No, I, I did have a topic that I thought was interesting because I just started following the uh, very strange uh, case of Stan Lane and his potentially incestuous relationship. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, and who was well, that? Uh, Stan Lane is a retired professional wrestler who worked for almost every major promotion, uh, whether it was in the ring or interviewing people. Is, is this the guy that's Lo- Lauren Bobart's dad or whatever? Potentially. Uh, it is a very strange story, uh, which shout out, by the way, to David Bixenspan on Twitter for being the one who first started talking about this. Right. And it... the wrestling world has got a lot of fucked up weird shit, but this kind of takes the the pick for the most bizarre story in recent memory. So uh, Ryan, I I just pulled up um, uh, to to reiterate. I've I've got Lauren Boebert's mom's Facebook post that went viral yesterday. If you want me to read it, please feel free to. (laughs) 
All right, so uh, this is this is Lauren Boebert's mother. She posted on this Wrestle Reunion page. Uh, this is back in 2013. And if you don't know, Lauren Boebert is a representative from Colorado, uh, the, the, the town of Rifle, Colorado. She owns a place called Shooter's Bar and Grill. So uh, this is <laughs> Lauren Boebert's mom posting on Facebook in 2013. It says, will Stan Lee be there? Perhaps he can introduce his 26-year-old daughter Lauren Roberts Bobert, who he has refused to acknowledge all these years. She looks so much like his mom, who just turned 93 and sadly has never met her granddaughter and four great-grandchildren. And then this is where it takes a turn. By the way, I'm Stan's maternal first cousin. There might have been a 1990 paternity fraud, but 2013 autosomal DNA is awesome. So that is where it, uh, it, I think I put it on Twitter yesterday. That is where we get white people ass bingo right there. <laughs> you've got, you've got eighties tag team professional wrestling. You got Facebook, you got a Republican member of the house of representatives. You've got first cousins fucking, uh, and what else do we got in there? Um, yeah, I think, no, that's, that's, that's five things. So yeah, that would be bingo. Um, yeah, so, so go ahead, Ryan. I didn't mean to, to cut you off, but no, no, it's perfectly fine. Um, yeah, it is. I I'm so, I'm going to be paying more attention to this story than I probably want to simply <laughs> because I like watching train wrecks that just get progressively worse. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I will make it quick when I say that, uh, if you have not watched dark side of the ring before you absolutely should. It is a series on Vice that is coming back for a third season where they talk about uh, some incredibly fucked up, crazy situations in the incredibly fucked up world of professional wrestling. Uh, even if you don't care about it whatsoever, it's very well made, uh, incredibly well researched. Um, at times, very depressing, but that is kind of a given you know, when you consider the name of the series. Right. But they had everything ranging from... Uh, uh, top stars being killed by the mafia. They had a two-parter on the uh, life and death of Chris Benoit. They had an episode on the death of Owen Hart. Uh, they had an episode on the killing of a professional wrestler in Puerto Rico by the top star of the promotion that he was wrestling for. It is, and I, if this does not make a season four, I would be floored. Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, I'm looking forward to now. Apparently, uh, Lauren Boebert's mom is just uh, all like she she's just mask off with all this shit. Apparently, she's got a YouTube channel where she's yeah. just like her and a friend are just like shoot the shit and say all sorts of racist shit on there that they left up. Well, so <laughs> what's this? So that's basically what this podcast is going to turn into. <laughs> well, <laughs> turn Ed into. I hope not. Now, I, I have a question, though, about uh, Bobert's mom. Did she actually use uh, periods and commas in her statement? Uh, she did, actually. Yeah, it was uh, the, gram the grammar was was on point. I didn't have to uh, edit any of that when I read it, surprisingly. <laughs> so that is the that is the one thing that is the one uh, white people ask bingo uh, square that she didn't hit with that. <laughs> Someone was explaining to me that that was like that kind of way of typing on Facebook is because uh, a lot of people do like speech to text. 
but I also don't know why that would explain why they use like multiple commas in a row. <laughs> like what kind of speech thing does that? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know how you, I, I can't use the speech to text thing infuriates me. I, I guess I don't enunciate properly and it is just <laughs> fucking gibberish every yeah. time I try to use that. Yeah. Maybe they but. got boy George playing in the background. I was thinking the same thing. Comma, 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 comedian. That's good. See, that was a joke. We got it. We got a joke. We did it. We got to the joke. All right, boys. See you next week. (laughs) It took 46 minutes, but we fucking did it. I'm going to edit in a bomb drop there, and then the podcast is just going to end. Uh, what are we, actually, but, we were at 37 minutes, and I think yeah. actually even that, because I don't think Vic has been here for 40 some minutes. <laughs> yeah. uh, have we gotten to Vic's topics? I just we had haven't. the one. You had one? Okay. Yeah, so I, I thought as like you guys were the hosts and we were like guests, I was going to run by my ideas for podcasts that I wanted to do, like to two seasoned people that actually have kind of real deal podcasts. And see what you thought about my podcast ideas. Yeah, let's, let's do it. And this is real. I mean, it's not like jokey. It's for real. Like I actually want to do yeah. this. Yeah. So uh, the one that the first one I've been thinking about forever is just kind of like a Conan O'Brien-ish like talk show kind of thing. We have guests on and like do bits, you know. Right. I think like out, outsource skits to like local comedians and stuff, you know. Sure. And have like a musical guest. Maybe have like do it in a live audience. Setting. So like a, a variety show essentially. Yeah. Basically, just Conan O'Brien, you know. Right, right. And then uh, I liked Kumail Nanjiani has the X Files files, you know. Uh, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, he basically just watches every episode of X Files and talks about it. I want to do that with uh, my favorite thing in the world's Harmontown. So I wanted to do Harmontown Town, and have like have guests on and people listen to Harmontown out of context, so they don't know what the fuck is going on, and I like explain right. it to them. Wait, can, we, can the podcast be us listening to Harmon Town and talking about it every episode? I mean, well, that's the idea. But we, oh, you cool. wouldn't record the listening to the podcast part, obviously, but like the talking about it afterwards and the explanation of what's going on. So it could it could almost be director like, well, not directors. It would be like the uh, like a commentary track. Well, that you could, uh, it you wouldn't listen happen. to as you. So you listen, you, you get you get an old phone and you load up your podcast and you get your other phone and you load up an episode of Harmon like a podcast. tracks kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you put one earbud in one ear and one earbud in the other one. And, and that's how you <laughs> well, listen. The to problem it. with that, if you've never listened to that podcast before, it's a lot of a uh, bunch of people yelling on top of each other. So if you have that in one ear and then a bunch of people talking about the people yelling at each other on the other, it would <laughs> I just, think it sounds great. Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got a winner. It. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, uh, I have a report on my desk by the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, we're a podcast network now. I mean, we we could do that separately. We could turn this podcast into like a Destruction Derby podcast where we just tol- say all of our topics simultaneously, you know? Mm, I thought that's what we already did. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we're, try- we're trying to steer away from that. That's why we've been recording for two months and have one episode out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, wanted, I want to hear the failed attempts real bad now. Oh God! Eventually, we'll probably maybe we'll start a Patreon eventually in those. Oh yeah, join our Patreon so you can hear the worst (laughs) of the shit that we've recorded. (laughs) 
Not the best, not the best of, but literally the dog shit that I got so frustrated. That would get, that you I, would win me over with that. I'd pay for that shit. Yeah, uh, the one where, uh, was it Ryan, was it your friend or like your mom or something was like, is this supposed to be funny? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, uh, there was a- one, the, the, the funniest, The fu- I'll tell you real quick, uh, the funniest not the fun. The hardest me and Josh have laughed recording this podcast so far is when Ryan pronounced the word Wikipedia. <laughs> You're gonna put me in the spot to try to pronounce Wikipedia. <laughs> Say it again. It's it's Wikipedia, man. <laughs> oh God, it's still good. Oh. Man, uh, I guess speaking of uh, podcasts, Jonah Ray has a podcast where he talks to directors about their movie while the movie's playing. Right. Um, just like, I don't know, that, that does exist as a thing. Um, <laughs> I don't know, it's pretty cool. Well, I was thinking we would listen to the podcast and talk about it afterwards. What, you, I, should, what you should do is record a, pod, well, record a podcast about Harmontown. And then record another podcast about your podcast about Harmontown. Harmontown, Town, Town. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> isn't that what uh, the Lauer After Hours is? Almost, yeah. It's it's basically <laughs> it's uh it's a, I mean we joke about it. The tagline is is this podcast about a podcast um, <laughs> at this point because they're not on radio anymore. They they left ESPN, so uh, they they are strictly digital now. So yeah, it's a podcast about a podcast. So you should record like, it at the riverfront, and you could do harm in town, town, downtown. <laughs> <laughs> I could do it during downtown sundown. Harm in town, 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 downtown sundown. Uh, are they still uh, doing that thing? Not right now. Well, the, yeah. The cadence of uh, like, it, it's called the, a pandemic, right hand. <laughs> the cadence of what that's like devolving into is it feels like watching like a polyrhythm drum video, yeah. like harm in town, drum downtown. It's like. Deep. <laughs> Like we're man, it's, we're fucking, it, it's a blue man group song. <laughs> <laughs> Harmon down, 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 down. Which, which, by the way, we do back the blue man group. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I want a bumper sticker that says that. Uh, and I wanted, I want the little black and white American flag, but in the middle, instead of the blue stripe, it's like three blue men that are laying long ways. Three blue heads. They're yes. <laughs> just, just like, they're just uh, uh, like laying on their sides, uh, like posed. <laughs> oh man, that's a good idea for a sticker. Okay, that that could be our first bit of merch. Yeah. Back Hell to the yeah. blue man group. Uh, <laughs> God damn, that's good. I, I gotta write that shit down. Okay, back. that's fucking good okay well last night i watched um i sent it to y'all it was les claypool with robert trujillo both playing bass (laughs) together slap it a a bass it was well actually good timely reference right there the video the video actually starts it's like a short film where les claypool and robert trujillo are like cowboys and then halfway through the video, there's like no bass playing on that part. And then halfway through it, then it goes to their jam. So this is like a eight minute video. Four minutes of it is a short film. And then the other four minutes is 
So there's like a plot, like a storyline and shit going on. Yeah, and then they just jam together. It's like they're big money, big money hustlers. Yeah, or like Back to the Future Three. (laughs) (laughs) What year? What year was this done? I think it's just like this year. What? Yeah. (laughs) It had a lot of like pandemic vibes. Like they shouldn't be close together. Uh, What's the the plot? What was the plot to this? I don't know. <laughs> I love when you've watched something and you don't know what the plot is. You know it's good then. Yeah. Like, does the uh, do, uh, yeah? Also, it's only you said it was like four minutes. So no, like, it's how like could you form... not know the plot of a four-minute video. <laughs> They're really just walking through the desert and then meet each other. And okay, so does the bass playing is like that? Is that the is the, does that is that triumphant somehow? Like, is is the, do they does it play into the story in any exactly? Way? It only plays into the story in the sense of them uh, dressed the same way they were in that video, <laughs> in the first video. So, so really the continuity is, like, is not lacking there. Okay. Yeah, it's almost like on old VHS tapes where you would get like a cartoon before like Ninja Turtles started or something. <laughs> like, so it's like. You're like, I guess this is related, but it's just like two things. I don't know. It's not- okay, so there's they needed to hire a script supervisor on the, on that set, apparently. Third act yeah. problem. This is the best review I've ever heard, by the way. I love it. <laughs> and I got it. It's a good idea for a podcast. You get really drunk and watch something like a short video or even a movie and then try to remember it and review it the next day. For your That's podcast. not a bad idea. I, okay, <laughs> I remember one time my. Um, Actually, I'll explain it the way my stepsister explained it to me. She told me she went to a friend's house and watched a movie that she liked. She said she couldn't remember the name of the movie, but she said basically this girl that's really rich starts dating her brother. And I was like, what? And she's like, it's really Is funny. It clueless? <laughs> yeah. And then years later, like I didn't watch it when I was a kid, clueless when I was a kid, and then I watched it when I was a little older. And then it basically just clicked in that moment where I was like, Oh, that's the movie you're talking about, but that is the worst way to explain clueless or appropriate. I don't know. That's, I mean, she's not wrong, though. Yeah, right? she isn't wrong, but that's not what you would lead with. <laughs> Man. What other movies could you describe that horribly and be technically right, but, uh, like, if I, you described Wizard of Oz as. Uh, a girl getting violently knocked out and hallucinating for for an uh, an hour and a half or some shit. You know, like like technically that's correct, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's like Jacob's Ladder, but a girl on a farm. Yeah. <laughs> or Jacob's Ladder, but I watched the whole thing and there's no ladder. <laughs> Man, I was waiting the entire fucking time for Harrison Ford to run on a blade, and he never did. <laughs> Dude, that fucking Twitter account is so good. Oh, the fan-made movie posters? Yeah. It's just it's, like, they're like, what's the title? Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I got a good one for Wizard of Oz. Um, girl can't find shoes after inclement weather. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite one of those uh, is, is uh, it's about, about Jaws, essentially. It's about small-town mm-hmm. government being corrupt. Um, <laughs> uh, and gets his, gets his citizens killed. God. Oh man, um, should I watch Jaws? Is it good? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Now you should have to only watch the last one. Mm. I don't know where I'm going with that. I've seen Jaws. I've uh, never seen Jaws. <laughs> You've never seen Jaws? Never seen Jaws. Nope. That's because he's point, scared of sharks. <laughs> 
Uh, Dude, what, just, I, what did you say? I said it's because you're scared of sharks. They're the bears yeah, of the sea. Let's make <laughs> this. <laughs> Will is scared of sharks into a bit and see if we do it enough years if it actually like reverse engineer shark phobia. It's our experiment. <laughs> I, I I really do uh, get a little panicky when I watch like underwater videos of like scuba diving. Like seriously, like it's a thalassophobia. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do. Um, it's weird though, because like when I'm in the ocean, like when when we take the the boat out on the waterway or something, I don't have a problem there. It is uh, still bodies of water. It is lakes and ponds. Mm, I hate that it. shit. Freaks me the fuck out uh, because I, I don't know why. Because there's less like carnivorous shit in I feel like like ponds and stuff than there is. Uh, out in the ocean, oh, there's snakes and shit, you know. Like, yeah, that's true. That's also, true. have you ever tried to like and dead bodies at the bottom? Like when you walk out in a lake, like if you walk into the lake, like that mud, like oh, this yeah. is really loose mud, and that's probably where. Wait, the wait, say live. mud again. Mud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just got so country when you said that. Uh, but it sucks. Like I hate, I hate it so yeah. much. Like, and it, it feels like. You know, I'm also scared of still bodies of water. Like, it's frightening. Like, I, I don't like swimming in them. But I did realize a few years ago that I am really a scary, uh, a, a scared. Really a scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified of crabs. Uh, when like I, the genital? Uh... Well, this is probably pretty scary, too. But Okay. Uh, so we were at. But not that bad. We were at the beach and there was just like a school of little crabs that were like passing the the trail, but uh-huh. it just like became like a horror movie. Just like hundreds of crabs. Just they were. Just, when you said uh, scared of crabs, I didn't think you were talking like the little tiny dudes. Or like little, little one big guy. The little Wait, ones. You, are you're terrible. still you're still a scared of these things. I'm a scared. <laughs> yeah. See. So, okay. So the okay. Wow. You're you're. You're scared of fiddler crabs, the, the yeah. little crabs with like the one giant arm and the one tiny arm. I mean, I've never been in a situation where there's been like hundreds of big crabs. So that'd probably uh-huh. be pretty scary, too. But, <laughs> yeah, know, I've had like the if, misfortune. Of, you know. if, if you were walking along a wooded trail and uh, a flock of uh, Japanese spider crabs, a flock of them. <laughs> Yeah. A flock. Well, Josh called them. A, I think Josh called them a school before. I don't know what the hell they're called. Somebody look that up. Like, what is it called? What is a a, a group of crabs called? It's a murder I'm, of crabs. I'm gonna. Bl- besides my dick. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna look this up right now while you uh, talk about the crabs on your genitals and whatnot. Uh, let's, I, let's move away I from that. Angle. That's gross. It's a cast. Yeah. I. A Ooh. cast, a cast of crabs. Yep. Wow, it's actually kind of uh, cool. <laughs> this, yeah, it sound, it sounds like they're opening on Broadway. <laughs> the cat, meet meet the cast of crabs. <laughs> I think like what I'm what I'm afraid of is just like the idea that like a lot of small things could attack you. Like, uh, it's the reason why I have a fear of most things with stingers, like wasps and bees and whatnot. That's why I'm afraid of Blink One Eighty Two. They're little things? Oh, <laughs> god damn it. Uh, Fuck. Uh, okay, that's joke number two. See, I told you. I told you, motherfuckers. That's why we're having Vic and Dan. Someone needs to get a bell. And every time we hit a good one, just ding, 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 
it did, and then we put it in the description. There were five jokes in this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have a joke counter. Like uh, five jokes. They, so by our, our time, that's a two and a half hour podcast. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So so yeah, we we need to have a batting percentage of all the all the attempted jokes versus all the actual hits. <laughs> That like so so we have like a we have like a one fifty eight batting average. Then we can start a, a fan cast that's like fantasy podcast. <laughs> yes, people bet <laughs> on how many jokes actually land uh, each week. Not to not to get too far off of this, but I just keep thinking about if cats was crabs. Uh, and the cast of crabs and like how that would look and sound. And I, I want to see that now. It would be uh, no less bonkers than actual fucking cats is. Have you yeah, read that's the, true. the plot that's true. line yeah. of cats? Yes. It was, there is no plot line to cats. Well, there is. It's just like a, a hysterical fever dream, though. Yes. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's un, up. undecipherable. <laughs> I, it did not help that when I saw that movie in theaters that both me and uh, my bestie were incredibly high eating uh, pints of Ben and Jerry's and cackling like Robert De Niro in Cape Fear. Uh, all right, there's a lot there. Um, so, Ryan, did you buy the Ben and Jerry's there or did you sneak it in? We we snuck it in. Where? How did you sneak in Ben and Jerry's? You don't want to know. And... I mean, I guess like. Oh, show, I do. But I do. I very much want to know. We, yes, we, we, do. we do want to know. This is the what. This is uh. Well, we snuck it in her purse, and uh, ice cream. Yeah, just. <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. so we snuck in Ben and Jerry's pints. Uh, I think bags of potato chips. Multiple pints. Uh, even. Sandwiches, and uh, yeah, like she is a master at concealing anything and everything that isn't going to be grossly overpriced in a theater. I I have uh, uh, low-key wanted to eat fish, uh, like sneak like some microwaved tuna or salmon into a theater because I just think it would be funny. Well, it's malicious <laughs> to everybody else in the theater. I know. I know. I know it is, but still want to do that. Well, um, we're in a pandemic right now, so. Yeah, yeah. My uh, AMC stock has uh, <laughs> going to bankrupt me. Yeah, we're too we're too many weeks away from the uh, Reddit GameStop thing to bring that up again. Okay, Josh, uh, to close this thing out uh, each week, and I know we keep adding people to this, and they haven't heard the the first episode we released, but you've been reading uh, one page each week of Steven Tyler's autobiography, and I forget the name of it every time. What is it? It's Steven Tyler, Does the Noise in My Head Bother You? A rock and roll memoir. So starting with chapter one, I will note that there is a prologue, but no one needs that. Um, so chapter one, peripheral visionary. And go ahead and read uh, page one and page two. Well, well, go ahead and say the word peripheral again. Peripheral? <laughs> <laughs> Josh, is, Josh has been drinking. Uh, yeah. This, this uh, yeah, I was morning. drinking at breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right go on go go get let's let's get to uh page three at this point Ooh, so it's a long reader yeah all right yeah. i'm gonna get my personal pan pizza at the end of this <laughs> <laughs> uh okay uh. 
I was born at the Polyclinic Hospital in the Bronx, March 26, 1948. As soon as I could travel, my parents headed straight out of town to Sunapee, New Hampshire, to the little housekeeping cottages they rented out every summer. Kind of an old-fashioned bed-and-breakfast deal, only it was 1950. I was put in a crib at the side of the house. A fox came by and thought I was a cub, grabbed me by the scruff of my diaper, and dragged me <laughs> into the woods. I grew up with the animals and the children of the woods. I heard so much of the silence of the pine tree forest that I knew later in life I would have to fill that void. The only thing my parents knew was that I was out there somewhere. They heard me cry in the forest one night, and when they came up to where I was, all they saw was a big hole in the ground, which they thought was the fox's den. They dug and dug and dug, but all they found was the rabbit hole I'd fallen into, like Alice. And like Alice, I had entered another dimension, the sixth dimension. The fifth dimension was already taken. Since then, I can go to that place anytime I want because I know the secret of the children of the woods. There's so much silence when you know what you're hearing, what dances between the psychoacoustics of any two notes and what reads between the lines is akin to my juxtaposition of what you see when you look in the mirror. My whole life has been dancing between these worlds. The gone zone, the way out of sphere, and the... <laughs> The unfortunate state of reality. Can you spell going zone? G O A N. In essence, in essence, I call myself a peripheral visionary. I hear what people don't say and I see what's invisible. At night, because our visual perception is made up of rods and cones, if you're going down a dark path, the only way to really see the path is to look off and see it in your peripheral vision. But more on this as we progress, regress, and digress. When I finally got pulled out of the rabbit hole, my parents brought me back to the third dimension. Like all parents, they were concerned, but I was afraid to tell them that I had never felt more comfortable than being lost in the forest. In Manhattan, we lived at 124th Street and Broadway, not far from the Apollo Theater. Harlem, man. If the first three years of your life were the most informative, then surely I needed to hear that music. And I was inspired by the noise coming out of that theater. It had more soul than St. Peter. <laughs> uh, if, <laughs> a few years ago, I was back at the Apollo and saw the park where my mom had pushed me in a carriage. My first visual memory is from that park. Trees and clouds moving above my head if I were floating above the earth. There I am, a two-year-old astral projecting infant. At age four, <laughs> I remember going to get a gallon of milk with two quarters walking with my mom in hand in hand through passages and corridors of the basement of our building and through tunnels into the adjoining building where the milk machine was. I thought I was. God knows where. I might as well have been on Mars. Ah, it was the mystery world of childhood, where someone is always leading you by the hand through a dark passageway into a brand new world just waiting for the child's overactive imagination to kick in. <clears throat> So some of those sound like rejected folk metal lyrics. Yeah. Uh, my mother lit the fire, and that would keep me warm for the rest of my life. She read me parables, Aesop's fables, and Rudyard Kipling's Just So Stories. Children's tales and nursery rhymes from the 1800s and 1900s. Hickory Dickory Dock, Andrew Lang's The Nursery Rhyme Book, Hans Christian Andersen, Helen Bannerman, Little Black's Black Sambo. So great. Never mind that goose that laid... The Golden Egg. My mom would read all those stories every night at bedtime. But one night, 
When I was around six, she stopped. You got to learn how to read yourself, she said. Up until then, I had been reading along with her as she pointed to the woods. We did this for months until she knew I kind of had the idea. Then suddenly there's no mom looking over my shoulder. She just left the book by my bed and I became distraught. Mom, I want to hear the stories. Actually, I should read that like Stephen Todd. Mom, I want to hear the stories. <laughs> uh, why won't you read to me anymore, I said. And then one night I thought to myself, uh-oh, now I got to get smart. Nah, I'll just become a musician and write my own stories and myths. Arrow myths. <laughs> it does not say that. It does not say that in that book. It says that. And I feel like that's like such a good place to stop. Um, <laughs> it's we've perfect. read that so many times, but yes, it says arrow myths. <laughs> I don't know if you can read it. I'll have to take a picture. Oh, my it. God. <sighs> he's he's yeah. not kidding, folks. It's it's like it's as bad as Hodor hold the door, like from Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? Like this, it's it's like he's letting you in on a secret that nobody gives a shit about <laughs> yeah. at all. It it really took a sharp turn there at the beginning with the foxes. Like yeah, I was like yeah. I I guess I didn't realize what we were in for when that shit happened i was like a little off guard i there. didn't either like i there's just uh these neighborhood libraries uh around my whole neighborhood like people have just made them by their houses and it's really cool so anytime i like walk by them i see if there's any interesting books in there and so i just like took it home i was just like yeah i'll skim <laughs> through this book um and yeah first part reading it was just like just blew my fucking mind just like from page one so we've been really just cycling back through page one uh and we'll probably just as we keep adding people just start it again, and again. you should scour the book for like little nuggets little gems that yeah like, i had been close kind of out. reading like uh quicker or like smaller segments because even like it feels like a page but sometimes that's just like I, at most, like half a page is usually what I've been reading, and it's always right. even too much. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of content packed yeah. in a little bit. Yeah, I don't even know if we can break down the content that's packed in there. If there's anything, <laughs> it's just other than laughing at it because it's <laughs> it's. Uh, I don't even know what to say about yeah. what more the children can you of the forest and falling into a rabbit hole like Alice and yeah. he he was astral projecting as a child. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, also, a gallon of milk costing two quarters. Like, what world is but fucking he went to crazy? Go get milk shit. when he was four? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know, man. I mean, it was 1952, so maybe people just sent their four-year-olds <laughs> to go get milk. I mean, I have a four-year-old. I would not trust him to go get milk at all. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, yeah, even if it's like in the next room. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And back then it was like in glass bottles. Like, uh, yeah. like there's no fucking way a four-year-old makes it back to the house with a glass bottle of milk. But if they do, you knew it was meant to be. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, uh, this is like the eighth time you've sent them to get a gallon of milk and you still have no milk in your house. It's like the, or at that point, work this time. it was like the eighth child that you sent. <laughs> God, damn. Okay, somebody ring the bell. We'll go out on that one. Bing. Will, are you drinking Metamucil right now?